My first reading this morning is by Thich Nhat Hanh. People usually consider walking on water or in thin air a miracle. But I think the real miracle is not to walk, whether on water or in thin air, but to walk on earth. Every day we are engaged in a miracle which we don't even recognize. A blue sky, white clouds, green leaves, the black curious eyes of a child, our own two eyes, all is a miracle. And my second reading is by Eric Pevernagy. While focusing on the present moment, we soothe our minds and, const and construe our intuition and inner wisdom. Our mindfulness allows us to access lower levels of awareness and gain insight into our reflections and emotions. At the same time, it lessens overthinking and anxiety. And finally, by Mary Oliver. Ordinarily, I go to the woods alone with not a single friend, for they are all smilers and talkers and therefore unsuitable. I don't really want to be witness talking to the catbirds or hugging the old black oak tree. I have ways of praying, as you no doubt have your own. Besides, when I am alone, I can become invisible. I can sit on top of a dune as motionless as an uprise of weeds until the foxes run by unconcerned. I can hear the almost unhearable sound of the roses singing. I wanted to end my readings and begin my sermon this morning with this poem from Mary Oliver because I so relate to it. For my entire life, until I came to Memphis and Neshoba about 12 years ago, I lived in Elkhart, Indiana, right on the Michigan line. We were about a half an hour from the glorious Lake Michigan, and most years, at least once a summer, family and I, and later friends and I, would make a trip up to the Great Lake with its sand dunes, tall, tall sand dunes, magnificent sky and waters of different shades of blue rolling up onto the sand, receding and rolling up again. As an adult, I made a trip to the lake alone a couple of times, and after I moved here, I made a point of traveling up to the lake at least once every visit home, always alone. Because as Mary Oliver points out, it is a far different experience being at the lake alone than with others, which is fun, but it's a far different experience. Lake Michigan is the most magnificent place in nature I have ever visited with any regularity. And it is large enough at the beaches I wander that I can be there with few others around me except the occasional person or two walking along the beach at the shoreline. Usually I find a place in the dunes five or ten feet above the beach and lie down on the hill in the warm sand, staring up at the sky, watching the gulls flying around, listening to the waves hitting the shore, taking in the scents 
and feeling the sun and breeze attend to my body. I think it is the one place where I am most completely and truly present and in the moment than any other place I've experienced. And I am both soothed and renewed by the experience, almost completely at peace. In fact, in the midst of one such experience a couple of years back, I had the surprising realization that I could die then and there at that very moment and it would all be good. It would be all right. And I am one who pretty consistently pushes away thoughts of death far, far away from myself. That's how at peace I was that day, how present I was. Life is scary. I have mentioned that before, you all know that. And it's troubling on so many different levels. And having a place or the memory of a place where peace squeezed in and deflected all the fear, even for a short period of time, this is important. And usually that can't happen without mindfulness, without paying attention to the moment. This one moment, for that is all we really have, any of us, that is all that we are promised, this one moment. Paying attention to the moment, especially if we are relaxed and seeking peace, is an important way to expand the universe and calm our troubled souls. And living in the moment as fully and often as possible is one way to be real, to feel real, to live with gratitude, to be grateful, to live with gratitude. Sherry S. Tepper wrote, a bird cried jubilation. In that moment, they lived long. All minor emotions were stilled, and only the great ones were perceived. Beneath them, the earth turned, singing. Now, I don't know precisely what all that means, but I love the image of a bird crying out in jubilation and the earth singing while turning. That brings joy to my heart. I am someone who struggles sometimes with tumultuous emotions, as I know at least a few of you here do as well. Maybe we all do. Maybe that is a fact of the human condition. But I know that I do. I was in the waiting room of my Oh, I almost hate to bring this up because the first part was so beautiful. <laughs> this, no, this is not bad. I was in the waiting room of my Honda dealer recently waiting for some routine maintenance to be completed on my car, something that probably should have taken an hour at most. It took three and a half hours, and I found myself getting agitated. I was reading and enjoying the reading, but I kept tuning into my body and noticing my shoulder, where I carry a lot of my anxiety, my shoulders were tight. I consciously relaxed them. Let's do that, everybody. Consciously relax your shoulders. 
I consciously relaxed my shoulders and continued my reading, only to notice a moment or two later my shoulders were tight again. I relaxed again and added a couple of deep breaths, returned to my reading, and you guessed it, a moment later, tight shoulders. I tried some affirmations. Well, really, I didn't, but I should have, for they often help. <laughs> Affirmations such as, all is right with the world. All is right with the world. You don't have to even believe it. Just say the words. Affirmations such as, it's a good, time, it's a good that I have time to spare for this today, and I'm glad I have this place to bring my car. I trust these people. I often, though not often enough, use affirmations to calm myself down and to be positive. I read once long ago that you tend to draw to you that which you think about. And so I am intentional about thinking of positive outcomes, not only for myself, but for people I care about and for the world in general. Can't hurt, right? The world is a troubled place where lots and lots of people, pets and animals suffer, and where the very lands and waters suffer too in the grip of climate change and environmental degradation. But the world is also a wonderfully beautiful place, magnificent, majestic, mysterious, and therefore our joy and excitement and for our love. But again, we have to be in the moment, focused on whatever portion of the world we are experiencing for it to become a part of us and we, it. This does not require any sort of huge process, such as joining a meditation group or anything like that, although that certainly is a useful thing to do on many levels. But it does require being intentional being intentionable about taking time to notice and feel and appreciate. Writing a few words of reminder and sticking them up on the bathroom mirror can help, but you also have to be intentional about noticing that reminder note every day. Having an in-the-moment partner to whom you can report occasionally is helpful. Journaling is very helpful, but don't make any of it such a chore that you won't follow through. Noticing and loving the world and being entranced by it and the people and critters that inhabit the world is a gift we can give ourselves and we should. And here, let me add that this should be a few moments of full focus and full attention, put your cell phones down, put your screens down, take your earbuds out just for a bit so that you can be real and notice the real world. You can pick up your phones and screens and earbuds right away again, but take them out just for a moment. This is truly a spiritual practice. Author Anne Lamott wrote a book a number of years ago now entitled, Help, Thanks, Wow. I no longer have the book, but I believe the premise was that those are the entirety 
of the words by which you may pray fully and succinctly. No other words really are needed. Help. Thanks. Wow. What else need be said? To notice? Wow. To express gratitude? Thanks. And to ask for assistance when you are overwhelmed or really in trouble? Help. Just put it out there in the universe. So what I'd like to pass along this morning, the first Sunday of 2024, is to make a habit of being mindful, paying attention even to small things, at least a few times each day, and to set aside all that which is scary and anxiety-producing for a moment, to think gratefully for all that is good and right with the world. Use whatever tools work for you, meditation, journaling, deep breathing, relaxation techniques, unclenching. Use whatever tools might help you to become more mindful and thus more grateful. Author Mike Erickson wrote, I truly believe we can either see the connections, celebrate them and express gratitude for our blessings, or we can see life as a string of coincidences that have no meaning or connection. For me, I'm going to believe in miracles, celebrate life, rejoice in the views of eternity, and hope my choices will create a positive ripple effect in the lives of others. This is my choice. To which I can only say, Amen. Now let us move to a time of meditation, reflection, and prayer, followed by a time of shared silence. The words for our meditation are quite short. They are by Lawrence Binion. We, too, should make ourselves empty, that the great soul of the universe may fill us, may fill us with its breath. I'm going to say that again. We, too, should make ourselves empty, that the great soul of the universe may fill us with its breath. Amen. Um,